All right, guys. Welcome, we everybody. Are live. Hey, guys. We are live. Well, cool. Um, for everybody joining here in AdLeaks, if you're on the replay, by the way, uh, comment down below. Let us know. We'll try and get some of your guys' questions uh, answered after the fact. Um, but we are here. We are taking questions right now. Um, if for, for anybody who doesn't know us, my name is Colin Carlson. Uh, I'm doing Facebook ads for past eight years now, and I'll hand it off to Justin and Alex. I am Justin Brenner. I have been doing uh, Facebook ads and Google ads and SEO and everything else digital for about 10, 11 years, um, and help run the AdLeaks Gold and the AdLeaks Platinum group, if you're familiar with those. Hey guys, I'm Alex Steele. Uh, I guess I'm the uh, the young and the newbie of the group. I've only been doing it three years uh, in Facebook ads and e-commerce and everything. Um, so that's kind of my focus is on, on those on e-commerce and conversion rate optimization uh, for that. You're not a noob though. Cool. Well, You're I know we have a few people coming in. And uh, like I said, if, if for the people that are joining us here right now, um, just post your comments down below. Uh, we're just going to give it a few minutes for, for some more people to join us. And then um, I want to share just a really cool nugget. I have had a lot of people ask, even in AdLeaks, um, if you're not in AdLeaks, definitely consider it. Uh, really great group of, of ad buyers and, and individuals just you know, sharing knowledge and really up-to-date information uh, so that you guys can ad buy more correctly and more efficiently and, and have cheaper costs. And there's just a lot of great advantages of being in this community. Um, so like I said, we're going to wait for questions and I actually need to yep. get Facebook pulled up on here because um, yeah. to the other thing too is if, if anyone is not familiar, the ad leaks gold and platinum and I think it's three days uh, right now, there's still a $1 trial going on. Uh, we have decided to kind of shift that to be more of a high profile um, private group to bring the level of the group up. So starting mm -hmm. in three days, there will be no more, uh, trials it'll be phone interviews um and it's going to go to a lot more strict of a process to get in you're going to have to know people so if you're thinking about joining or you wanted to join for a while i would highly recommend you join now before uh that opportunity goes away so you have about three days yes definitely join because like uh justin's saying um, it's going to be a much more thorough, app, thorough application process just here in a few days. So get in on the trial. It's only a dollar guys. Like if, if you don't even feel like you got your dollars worth, like you're, you know, just come on in and join us. We'd love to see you around in the community. Um, I'm just getting Facebook pulled up here so uh, I can see your guys' questions. Um, but I wanted to quickly start with, uh, giving you guys some value, um, some value that you would find in, in AdLake. So a lot of people ask. You know, how do you get delivery on audience sizes when, you know, you're just starting out? You know, there's a lot of you guys that are in, you know, local businesses. You do you run ads for chiropractors. You run ads for dentists. And sometimes you're not getting a, a, enough volume to have, have like three or two or three hundred people um, in these retargeting audiences. So uh, the, the method I'm about to share here is a little bit more on like the gray hat side, um, but completely legal and legit. And, you know, I know... I, I don't even know if Tim does it still, so, but I, I kind of caught wind of this uh, a few years back. But what you'll want to do is there's websites that you can go and buy Facebook profiles off of. Um, so if you just do a quick Google search, um, you can find a lot of websites you know that you can buy Facebook accounts off of and the email addresses as well. And because you own those Facebook accounts, you know that they're not getting logged into you know that you're not going to be wasting money on a few hundred people that you're that is not your ideal target of, of those retargeting ads but you can go buy these profiles and grab the email addresses from them that were used on the setup and then put those into the retargeting audience that um that you're trying to do and you guys should get delivered it should help with that so i know that'll help you uh alex i know sebastian asked that and adleaks um, so either way, I uh, just wanted to give you guys that value and depending on, you know, the source of where you get these accounts from, um, it can range anywhere from like, you know, you know, 20, 30 cents to a dollar, $2. There's a lot of different types of quality, uh, the, the quality of the profiles. So what are you doing? Um, so what are you doing with the profiles? So you put them in your retargeting group for what? 
for just like, you know, the retargeting audiences. So there's a lot of people that have problems with like, you know, specific delivery on, you know, mm -hmm. custom audiences and you can throw these people up or you can, if you're doing like a website traffic retargeting, um, because you own these accounts, you can go hit these pages with those profiles so that they get into those audiences. So it's a little bit of a, um, especially having to do it, you know, if you do it correctly, like I said, it's, it's a little bit gray hat. Um, but you know, you definitely want to have like proxies when you're logging into these accounts. Cause if you log into 200 Facebook accounts on one IP, Facebook's going to know something's up. Um, so you want to definitely use some, go buy some proxies and VAs can do this. Um, but you know, they log into the proxy, you know, maybe for one or two accounts or a handful of them. And then you go visit the website landing page to get in, to get that hit on the pixel. Um, for the specific retargeting audience. So does that make sense? Yeah, I would say guys proceed at your own risk. It's a little gray definitely hat. Pursue. Yeah, it is definitely gray hat. <laughs> um, but I for sure work around that. Uh, once you get all the, the hits on the pixel, um, you can definitely get delivery and won't have problems. So more, this is more aimed towards like, I know Sebastian's question and, and what you want to hear about Alex. Um, sometimes you gotta just do a little bit of dirty work to, uh, <laughs> to get things going. <laughs> um, so we, either way. We had our yeah, first, first question. So started retargeting today for a product, video retargeting in the carousel ads. There's a little feedback on your end. I think Carl, Carl, Colin, Carl. <laughs> However, um, video is getting approved right away while carousel isn't any reason. Yeah, there's just a delay in approval process right now. I've experienced it on our, our ad accounts. Uh, we had ads that sat in approval for two days, I think, yesterday. Um, so that's kind of my take on that is you're just going to have to wait it out. I think, Alex, isn't there a link somewhere where you can, like, escalate it to Facebook? It was posted in the AdLeaks Platinum group. Yeah, there was a link uh, in there. That if it's been in review for over 24 hours, you can go and submit it for a ma uh, manual review. Do you a few that? people. I have it. Uh, yeah, somewhere. I do. I do want to drop it. In yeah, the definitely. Comments. You know, yeah, we'll drop that in the comments for you guys. Um, you know, my perspective, like you were saying, Justin, it's you know, with uh, more advertisers coming into the platform. Um, I know Facebook loves releasing stats um, about uh, about that. Um, you know, there's just I've had accounts, you know, where a day or two or even three days. Um, that it takes just to get the things passed through the review process. And it really, uh, my perspective is it's really de dependent on the account too, um, because some accounts are, you know, if you have a brand new account, like you're looked at differently versus an account that spends a few hundred or a few grand a day. Um, I definitely see that judgment in terms of how Facebook prioritizes their uh, review process. So that's also something to take into consideration as well. Uh, can we retarget re these Facebook IDs to revive the pages, which have gotten a penalty for low feedback score? I'll let you answer that yes. call, Colin. Yeah, so if, you know, again, um, I know kind of like an ad leaks of what to talk about. If you, if you have friends that, you know, you have them hit the page of where the pixel is for the purchase, um, you know, definitely, you know, I would not advise doing that. The biggest thing that I can tell you from all the companies that we worked on is just like, just deliver a good product, didn't deliver a good service. Because if you have a problem right now with low quality score on like shipping speed or other stuff, you know, you're just trying to put a bandaid on the situation and not trying to actually fix the root of those issues. Yeah, ideally you want to be fixing what the problem is that's giving you the low quality score, right? So if it's, exactly. if it is that, that shipping issue, like, if you're drop shipping, right, and that's your biggest problem is your shipping issues, uh, look at fulfillment centers. Look at uh, companies that have ship lines that can get it in within a week to the U.S. kind of thing, right? So look at your what the issue is that's bringing things down and try and solve that. If it's customer service, go hire a VA from somewhere and get them running on customer service yep. kind of thing. So Yeah, you can get a VA through Fiverr, through Upwork. So you know, there's, there's a, a lot of platforms to, to build the things. There's a little right, hack for this too. You can actually add like say just a page and have a button click that has a custom conversion on it and you can set it up as a custom conversion and optimize that for purchases. And then you can send whoever, and this is not a fix to fix the issue long-term, like fix the problem that's giving you this. But if you need to get your, your score up because you're risking getting banned, 
if you drop a custom conversion on like a button click somewhere hidden on the site and optimize it for purchases and have a bunch of people that you know go there or uh, go there and start clicking it, it will fire you off as a purchase. And then basically you'll get one of those ads in your feed to answer about because uh, Facebook thinks you bought a product. So um, exactly. those are some of the nuggets that are in the platinum and gold group. And I see Facebook definitely doing more, um, you know, more surveys like that. Cause I even recently just got just two of them over the past month. Um, Facebook thinking that about that product, which I did through uh, one of the companies that we're running ads for. So they're becoming very more aggressive trying to get this type of data coming in. Um, because as you said, Alex, you know, they want, you know, Facebook wants advertisers on the platform that are of quality and not trying to spam their users. So they're definitely honing more in on that. Um, but either way, Great question there. Um, I have, you know, let's see, who do we have in here? We have Cam. It's great to see you. Uh, I'm curious for you guys. Uh, curious for the, both of you. What do you guys think of mm -hmm. uh, Facebook coming out with their own e-commerce platform where they're going to be uh, more of the, because uh, they have the shopping channel right now on, on the Facebook pages, but I think they're coming out with a more of an e-commerce type platform where people can buy more stuff on directly on Facebook, right? Have you guys played with that at all? Have you dug into it? What do you kind of think uh, what's going to happen with it? Have not touched I it. haven't dug into it, Justin. Yeah. Have you, Alex? I have it on one of my client uh, accounts, but I again, I haven't dug into it either. Um, but it looks like it's a little more robust of that shopping, you know, shop <coughs> button on the page, and uh, it gives you some more features and stuff in there. Uh, but I definitely need <laughs> should dive into it and check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm super. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for for products like that. Um, one kind of. Uh, product that were just feature that we tested back in November of last year. You know, I did a lot of uh, political advertising, um, national importance advertising, and uh, we were in the nonprofit space doing fundraising and um, Facebook allowed us to get a feature that they had. So instead of having to send people, they would allow the, um, you know, the nonprofit organization to have their users donate directly off of the um, off the ad, so when you clicked it, it brought up the actual form uh, to do the donation. So there's a lot of fun features, um, you know, especially if you're doing high-level advertising, pushing a lot of volume, a lot of money into the platform. Um, you know, definitely try and be vocal and get an account rep because there are certain industry account reps that can give you access to more to more features. Um, but just touching on your point there, Alex, um, I'm always excited to keep people on platform and do payments on platform because it build, it's more of like trust and credibility. Yep. Um, you know, as you know, like if, if someone's going to do it through Facebook, they think, okay, maybe Facebook has vetted out that company or, you know, not every advertiser is going to get feature, you know, going to get that type of feature. Um, so those, those are just a few examples. On your note about reps and stuff like that, if you guys ever, and I thought it was the biggest waste of time until I actually um, just for, shits and giggles did a call with a Facebook marketing expert but Facebook marketing experts do actually have um some power so the guy that happened to call me he said he was he's like the very one of the very first Facebook marketing experts but they do actually have a queue that like if your ad account gets banned or something happens they have a little more power than just the regular we lost you Justin we lost him. It's us. I'll kind of continue on <laughs> yeah, okay. what you were saying. Um, uh, so but, I would, yeah, yeah, Facebook reps definitely looks like we Sorry, lost I, you there. For yeah, I don't know where I went. I just it dropped down. <laughs> so what I would basically really do is just kind of entertain them and just utilize them for when you do need them. Um, because I've only been banned twice in my life, and it was actually when I was sitting at Tim's uh, mastermind for the first time that I met Tim. Uh, and I freaked out because I, I don't do anything even remotely gray hat and it was actually a mistake. So I actually went to one of my clients that had an actual real rep and, you know, Facebook came back and said, oh, sorry, it was a mistake. We shouldn't have banned your account. You didn't give us a reason. So it's really, really good to have those people in your good graces. So um, and actually they did uh, provide me like that bulk uh, ad disapproval tool, Alex, that I dropped in there. That was from actually a Facebook uh, marketing expert. So uh, I wouldn't take their I wouldn't take their advice necessarily on how to run ads um, or take it with a grain of salt, but keep them in your good graces for sure. Yep. Yeah, and just talking about that here really quickly. You know, I've 
I've talked with so many account reps, so many marketing experts. Um, you know, a lot of those people are, are from out of college, you know, just kind of their first job into the corporate world. Um, but there are, even on the marketing expert side, there are some really good people. You just, you know, they're far and in between. Um, but we have a, uh, a marketing expert slash account rep. I don't know his official title for one of our accounts right now. And um, he's US-based. He's down in, I believe, Austin, Texas, because um, that's where one of Facebook's main headquarters is at. And um, really solid dude. Um, but again, you know, getting an actual industry account rep, um, those take, you know, you just got to go through the chain. So if you're getting emails, you know, that are saying, you know, get on a call with Facebook, just do it and just take some of their advice. You don't have to do everything that they say, um, but they want to keep people engaged and actively buying, you know, uh, buying media on the platform. You know, they want to, they want to fill the inventory. So, you know, it's just a process again, an account rep as, as both of you guys probably know. Um, yep. And it's all and determined by Facebook's algorithms of how they judge mm -hmm. accounts and who, who they think needs what needs them. Spend and spend has nothing to do with it. So a lot of people say, "Oh, I spend a million dollars. I spend ten million. I know people that spend fifty million. Uh, they don't have a rep. Mm -hmm. It basically has to do with your brand, and if, a if it's a legit looking brand and it has potential to be exactly. like a Louis Vuitton type of brand. I know clients that spend a thousand a month that have actually their own individual reps. So it don't think spend comes into play because when you think you're a big spender, you're just a small fish in a large pool. So. I'll say this, it, you know, spend is not the first thing that they look at. For some industries or, or niches, it can be a deciding factor, especially in like the nonprofit space and, and political fundraising. Um, you know, that is more heavily looked at. But again, it's just for e-commerce for, like I said, like, you know, there's clients that I know and um, that I've had in the past that have a, had a reps for even spending 1500 So it's, mm -hmm. like you said, it's really they're looking at the potential of can we bring this account from what they're spending right now and actually scale them up because they want to get you know they're very roi focused over there um they have their driving metrics of marketing experts and account reps so it's all you know they have whiteboards behind them of kpis and you know can we add more you know more bottom lines to facebook's revenue so that's what they're looking at yep Let's take a few more questions here. Um, I'm just going to pull it up on the chat on our phone, see who's in here. Um, quick question from here. Should we invest in a Facebook page to get a verified sign? Many, many people say that it increases the audience retention of the video or intake lead on that. I am going to take a guess. I don't know the <clears throat> right answer on that. Alex, maybe you have. Obviously, I think a verified page will help you appear more legit, but whether it has anything to do with audience retention of the video or images, I don't know if you're referring to ads. Um, can you elaborate a little bit, Pratik? Are you talking about like running ads or actually organic reach? Well, do you guys think it will, it lowers your costs on the ads because you, uh, you have a verified account and everything now? Or? I don't know. I, mean, I, have, yes I don't no. have any um, verified ones, so I don't know. I'll text Tim and ask yeah, him. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. We'll we'll follow up after uh, um, who asked that here. Pretty uh, gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll follow up with you on that. You know, the biggest thing that you know I can that we can all emphasize, especially in ad leaks, is you know having good quality ads. You know that aren't you know that aren't spam that aren't you know leading to you know just. Mm bogus or just crap products you know if you have a brand that is delivering good value a good product and people on the other side your customers are actually feeling and seeing that you will get lower ad cost by that because you know the biggest thing when that i see a lot of marketers go wrong on is that they are very transactional in their ads they're not transformational and some of the biggest brands that i have built personally you know, you've got to be engaged with, with your customers and you've got to show that and actually live and breathe the, the product and have passion for it um, because people see that at the end of the day and, and people don't buy stuff unless they feel like, you know, they, unless they feel like that product or service is legitimately going to help them. You have to convey that in ads sometimes. So, you know, we can go off on a whole tangent of, of mm -hmm. how to lower ad costs. 
Um, but there's a lot of great information to take in, in you know, athletes gold and premium that will definitely help you out just, just on that side. Let's see. Looks like we Not touched on everybody's questions. If you guys have questions, drop them in here. Uh, here's one. Another yeah, one. Yeah, Companies are working on augmented reality to get customer purchasing experience to the next level. And Shopify does does have this feature, but it's limited to only for iPhone X. So are you guys working on that? I don't have a client that's done it. I've seen even some messenger ads. I think it was from, um, it was like L'Oreal or one of the bigger ones that they actually could do while I was still in beta testing. Like, get it. you can go to their messenger and then you can click their contact and then you can like put makeup on your face through like filters. Um, I've only seen that one time. Uh, but I haven't worked on it from a Shopify perspective at all. I don't know if you guys have or not. But. Yeah, I haven't, but I've seen, you know, like one of the biggest brands, you know, the glasses brand that owns a whole entire world, Ray-Ban. Um, they have that functionality on their website mm -hmm. um, where you can just like take a photo of yourself and it'll kind of be like a virtual try-on of the glasses that you're considering. So, you know, augmented reality is, is going to be a huge piece of this puzzle in the next few years when more technology and it becomes more standardized. Um, I mean, we're still in the very early, early stages of it. Yeah, I think it's too early yet, really. Yeah, it's still exactly. in the early stages. I was looking at it last year, um, looking at some of the augmented reality last year, and Facebook does have a AR tool that you can go and you can build uh, AR features in. Because uh, like if you open Messenger and you do like a, a chat with a messenger, or like a video call with a messenger, you have all those AR um, stuff in there right so they do have something you can actually build uh, some AR features there I haven't played with the Shopify one but uh, just like you were saying as well though Justin if you there are some companies that use the AR within their messenger and you can actually get to that uh, if you go into your messenger and you go to this uh, discover and when you go into Discover, it, it should give you some top companies in that you can look at and just code and click through some of those and you'll find them like Sephora, um, like you're talking about L'Oreal, Ray-Ban. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. find a whole bunch of them in there that are actually currently using them and play with them. It's pretty cool. Like I got yellow and red lipstick on. It was pretty, it was pretty sexy. Uh, you know, is, there a way to, is there a way to request that, Alex, that you know of or Storm Beta? I honestly don't know. Uh, sorry. Yeah, and even just kind of like, you know, touching on that, like, you know, this is why having an account rep is super important. Like, you have to fight for account reps these days if you want to try and get them manually because, you know, you'll hear the whole spiel of that they're, you know, each account rep is has a book of business that is, uh, you know, is justified and, and they kind of go through quarterly um, to determine which accounts are going to get in. But account reps give a lot of beta features out to the right clients. Um, they want, you know, the right advertisers, obviously, you know, beta testing them, giving them feedback and using them. So um, this is where, again, it would just fall into, you know, go through the marketing expert emails, go through those calls. I know how painful it could be of, of hearing some of the, the cringeworthy stuff that they say, um, but you know, a, how I view it right now, cause I get on a call about two or three times a month um, and sometimes even more frequently with, with some of our clients. Um, when you find the right marketing experts or the right account reps, they see a lot of data. They see a lot of things that are, other advertisers are doing in ad accounts. Um, and they, try, you know, they have to be discreet about some stuff. Um, but they can give a lot of generalized uh, product or you know, yeah, product knowledge um, back, to, back to you in those calls. So you know, we've, we've gone on calls and, you know, Facebook is pushing CBO very heavily right now. Um, as you guys know, I'm still, still testing it and I don't want to be a, a guinea pig into a, a, a new product feature that I don't think is fully hundred percent there yet, but it can be good for, um, for some scalability, scalability and, uh, just again, just really trying to figure that out. Um, what is your guys' take on CBO right now? Um, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm just using it for accounts that we've already done the testing of, you know, when we have the ad set, the ad budget set on the ad set level um, and just using that for a little bit more growth um, in accounts, but I would love to hear what you guys are using it for. 
it used to be good until they took the being able to like increase your budget without uh, resetting the learning phase. Uh, I think last week mm -hmm. they kind of changed that up now. So to me, if you're using min and min and we don't really have a choice, we're gonna have to get used to it because it's coming in like the next sixty days or ninety days. So if you haven't started using it, you're gonna be in a world of hurt because uh, you're gonna be way behind the time. So I would highly recommend you get going on it now, even a little bit, whether you want to or not. Um, and if you use min and max, and you can still kind of run evenly ad split ad set budgets if you're using your min and max on the ad sets, mm -hmm. um, and then just kill off ones that you know get uh, conversions that are coming in and just feed the budget to the other ones. So as long as you're not increasing your budget, you can still kind of hack around with being able to increase your budget overall on the whole CBO. So I mean, you can even start with a $10,000 CBO and put a max budget of $100 on there and run $500 spend. Then you know if you have a winning ad set, you don't have to go in and raise the budget up and scale it up. Um, but you might spend your budget doing that probably in the first, you know, real quick because it's going to not prorate. I don't think spread throughout the day. Um, it should so, exactly pay those ones based upon your minute max though. The, what is that? Yeah, it should it, pay those ad sets based upon your minute okay. max values. Yeah, because like if, exactly. if you put a ten dollar budget in there and then a hundred dollar, like a ten dollar max on one and a hundred dollar max on the other. You'll you'll see it. It'll pace it for ten dollars that day. Right? I haven't really done anything yeah. that low. We're using it more big big budget, and so I really haven't. That's good to know though. So then you could really hack. Like to me, you could really hack it then and set your budget really high. If it's gonna pace it, pace it for let's say you actually have five hundred bucks, pace it for a hundred. So that way, when you get a winning ad set, you can just slowly bump up your max and scale it that way. And does that reset your learning, Alex? Do you know? I haven't seen it. Reset the learning. I've I been doing that on, yeah, uh, on my sniper ones, but uh, I haven't mm. seen it kick it back into learning mode. I know in the the notice that Facebook gave, it said that adjusting the budget, the overall budget of the campaign, can kick some mm. of the ad sets back into learning mode. It doesn't kick them all. It could kick some of them back in, um, but it, it didn't say anything about playing with min and max in there. Mm -hmm. So that's something yeah, that we minimum keep maximum. An eye on. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. I have. I have a few CBO ad sets that we're testing and um, I haven't seen it kick back into learning, um, changing those those parameters. Um, cool, well, let's see if, uh, you know, guys, I know we have a few people on here. If you guys have any questions, just drop them down below. Um, we're all game to talk anything that, uh, whether it's funnels, whether it's ads, copy. Um, doesn't you know, have to be we Facebook have, ads either. It doesn't have to be Facebook ads, exactly. <laughs> see here how many people we've got 60 people on we've got we've got a handful of you guys so um, what's your guys favorite <clears throat> retargeting ad not like not like the structure of it but like the actual ad itself something that you use on every one of your accounts DPA. is it just a dpa yeah, like a, no ad copy dpa or do you put something cool on there no I try to do like title of the product with the price and the link description with like a care. And I always test um, carousel versus banner. So on every DPA retargeting ad, I'll actually always test the three different types and then narrow it down. Uh, Cause I'll see vastly different costs from banner to carousel, but I'll usually do title price. Um, and then I'll just put like, Oh, Hey, oops. Uh, you forgot to add this to your cart if it's a view or if it's a app like one day add to cart i'll say hey we noticed you added this this to your cart yesterday you know you forgot to check out so i try to tailor the message to them a little bit more um but that's usually what we do but we've seen kind of a decrease in our dpas so for some of our clients we actually threw up static retargeting yesterday because uh, i know that was a big thing in some of the ad leaks comments was that the dpas are kind of retargeting or struggling and whether or not to use CBO or ABO for retargeting, but I don't have an answer on that. Yeah, I want to. I want to come in on this. I I love DPA. Um, when you set the the daily budget accordingly to the audience size, um, but stuff that I am still testing to this day is you know just reach track like a reach campaign based off of like when we do new product launches and we have like our our custom audiences of of buyers like. You know, we're going in and actually just, you know, trying to just get the impressions more than anything. Because we know that those people have already been, um, have already bought from us. It's just, a, it's a matter of fact of a statistics game of, you know, how many people can we get in? How many people can, can we get to go to the landing page? We know our numbers very well. So, you know, like you were asking there, Alex, you know, one audience, one 
retargeting ad that we do for every client is um, we have like our core hot buyers list and any new product offering. We're not running purchase conversions. We're not running, um, you know, we'll, we'll test some link clicks, but really it's just like getting that content and getting those ads into the eyeballs of that audience because we know statistically that they're going to buy. So on that, like you, you, you talk about using link clicks, you can reach and purchase and all this. Have you guys seen any consistency across any uh, your accounts of a certain op like optimization goal for the retargeting? It's really, yeah, it's really a 50-50 shot. Like it's either the retargeting um, campaign doing reach is gonna get higher ROAS or you know when we do the link click or purchase retargeting, um, it's just a flip of the coin in, in, in the audiences and, and really the account that of what I've seen. That's why I still test it to this day with every account. Yeah, we run purchases pretty much. We always optimize for purchases. Anytime that I've ever optimized lower in the funnel, it's always worse CPAs, so I don't ever touch it. it. Yeah. We've been doing, uh, I test a bunch of them, right? And what I'm finding recently is that um, ad payment info, optimizing for ad payment info has been working really well. Uh, dropping it down to uh, initiate checkout and then add to cart, um, not so much. And then purchase has been a little more expensive, but ad payment info has kind of been that sweet spot. It's pretty much a purchase event, right? But you're not exactly. bidding and paying again yeah. for that premium purchase audience, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, we've seen traffic yeah, working too on some accounts. We're literally both the traffic campaign and the uh, ad payment info campaign are kicking off the same ROAS, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's like something to test us in. Um, and for everybody out there as well, um, you know, like I was saying, like it's, it's kind of like having an email list and segmenting out. Like you have certain audiences that you know that you're going to be able to sell to very easily. So, like you were saying, Alex, you know, not paying the the purchase premium price tag in, in the auction when you do like a link or uh, some traffic or, or reach campaign, um, it just really depends on like the client. But uh, it's definitely something to to test to see if you can get potentially lower ad costs and higher ROAS. Well, I think it's it's not it's not always just the um, paying the premium too, because if you think about it, like when you do cold traffic campaigns and you're going for purchasers those people in the purchase audience are not the same as people in the view content audience, right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the same exactly. thing for your retargeting too. So if you're just retargeting on purchase and let's say you have a thousand people in there, that retargeting uh, campaign may only go to maybe 300, 500, 600 people, but you're still leaving some people out of your completely retargeting. You're not retargeting them at all. They're never seeing your exactly. ad because they never come back into that purchase audience. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's just, Again, like the different buckets of how Facebook, um, how Facebook prioritizes users and, and where they place them. That's why, again, just like like you said, like low, more lower the funnel, like add payment information, initiate checkout, and even going just all the way to still down to to link clicks or just reach, um, because you're you're reaching more of the people that, you know, especially in retargeting audiences like I was telling you that are hot buyers, um, that previously bought before. You know, I am just all focused on. Can I get that impression? Can I get that visibility on the ad? And can I get that purchasing consideration? So, Alex, do you see a difference in CPA of how much when you do that? When I use the different ones? Yeah, when you use initiate checkout versus purchase, what's your CPA do? Or your yeah. ROA? The, um, the, the, like I was saying, the ad payment info has been the lowest CPA of them all um, across a couple accounts. Not, it's not, like wide across all of them, but for the majority of the accounts that we're using on, those has been the lowest compared to, to purchase or even add to cart, initiate checkout. Hmm. Cool, well, really great thoughts here. Um, quick question from Paul, uh, ad set budget optimization versus CBO right now, which one do you use? That's a great question. Uh, I was kind of talking on that tangent earlier, um, you know, I had set budgets right now for us, um, especially when we're doing cold audiences. I still kind of like testing via that. Um, CBO is great for certain aspects and for me, scalability. Um, right now, I still do not launch like a CBO campaign into cold traffic. I will use uh, ad set budgets to figure out the, you know, the interests or whatever, you know, whatever type of targeting that we're going after. And then when I find like three or five winning, um, 
you know, ad sets, I'll throw those into CBO, but I still, for me personally, I still don't use CBO for initial out of the gate cold traffic. How about you guys? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, so I'm using uh, CBO um, primarily with the sniper campaign, uh, the sniper mm -hmm. strategy. Um, I am using ad set budgets, uh, lower, lower uh, budget ad sets, so like $10, $20, $50 kind of thing. Um, and I just started again back into uh, doing some more high budget CBOs because I'm seeing uh, there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk within ad leaks about some of the higher budget guys using the CBOs and getting some good results. Not not right off the bat. Um, but allowing it to optimize after a few days, right? So um, I set one up two days ago, or yesterday actually was the first day, a $1,000 campaign uh, using uh, Barry Johnson's Easy Bake method. And uh, the, the first day was just, it was just junk. <laughs> we got a couple sales on it. It was like a hundred and something dollar sales. It was terrible. Normally we're around like $30, $35. Uh, but today we're, we're actually down um, $32 uh, per sale on that. Uh, that CBO and there's no rules on it. It's just completely letting Facebook do whatever it's going to do on it. Um, so exactly. um, just, I, I'm getting back into that. Like I've been using CBO primarily for the past year, except for maybe the past like one, two months here when things have just gone to crap. Um, so getting back into trying the little more high budget ones and letting Facebook do the optimization like they say they want to do, right? Like <laughs> let them have control. Let's see what they can do with it. Right. Great. Um, so. Exactly. Yeah. And, and one thing I should note, like, you know, for us, like, we have, I have accounts that ha are very seasoned, you know, that there's a ton of purchase and purchase data in there. And just, we, we have a, a good enough account history um, where I can just stir up a CBO campaign and uh, like just do a, a three, five and five to 10% lookalike. And, you know, exactly like you're saying, um, you know, over time, like, you know, for a lot of our funnels, um, you know, we have, it can be anywhere from a, a seven to 21 day purchasing time frame. So you're buying traffic and just having people go through the process. Um, but I have seen lower lead costs off there because the first touch point is just getting them as a lead and then getting them into our back end where we're doing all the follow-up via email and they're getting into kind of like the Facebook group, depending on like, again, depending yeah. on the client's flow, um, CBO can be really good. Um, you know, I don't, I know you guys work on, a lot of high level accounts as well. So we have accounts that are more seasonal. So, you know, there's certain times a year where um, we'll spend a, you know, anywhere from two to 5K a day or even more. Um, some accounts are, a lot of the accounts so that I work on are under 2K a day right now. You can spread out, do you spread out the budget across multiple accounts? <laughs> you tested that? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely tested that. And it's something that I practice scale clients, I will use anywhere from two to four accounts right now because, you know, I have found that like there is definitely a ceiling in accounts. Like we have accounts that have done very well in the past and we use multiple pixels. Um, but just the, you know, just the way that Facebook thinks and how you get traffic. Like I've had accounts where we, you know, we just launched a new account. We have some, some pixel data that we can utilize and it's just floods of new sales. So I'm definitely using them. Are you using them, Alex? I am for accounts? one for one client. Yeah, we're running two accounts or two or three accounts with his um, because his main one. We find that when we scale above a thousand dollars a day uh, ad spend mm -hmm. on it, the return just tanks. And we've we've tried it so many times. We've gone up to two, three thousand. It just tanks. And uh, so a thousand seems to be the sweet spot. So we kind of keep it around there. And then we're using a second account right now to uh to scale even further and then we have a third account that we've used for retargeting um some of the warm audiences from those, those first two accounts so what, we can kind of spread the, the audience out when you say tank because i have one client that's kind of in that same border as Sony about alex and we're thinking about spreading it out across two what is tank like 20 percent row as like what when you get above that thousand how much dip do you see uh, where it becomes where we were profitable and we go above that and we become break even or start losing money. Okay. Same, same with Alex, uh, Justin, you know, like there's accounts where like, you know, I've, I help feed people out even in ad links and, you know, like 500 or even a thousand dollars a day, like can be just that ceiling. And then once you go over that, like Alex is saying, you know, it can be like a 20 to, I've seen 
20 to 40% drop in ROAS to the point where like you're unprofitable or, you know, you're, you're just breaking even. Don't get me wrong. Like I love free customers for some businesses, you know, if your front end is break even and you know, the LTV of a customer that can be good type of traffic to have to play the long game. Cause you know, everybody wants to make money in the beginning. And, um, the biggest thing that, you know, I tell our clients and the accounts that I work on is like, if you play the long-term game and if you're, willing to see the bigger picture of like a three to nine or a 12 month lifetime cycle of a customer um, for repeat buyers, you know, sometimes break even is our, is our main goal because if we can spend ads and, and build an email list to 150,000 people, 200,000, a quarter million, a half million, um, it can be a very sustainable business um, once you have the email marketing in place and have you know, built that out in the beginning. Exactly. You can, you can pay more for that front end customer because you know, your back end, your lifetime value is going to be a lot more, right? If you have cash flow. Exactly. Yeah, if you have the cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, either have to have the cash flow or <laughs> yeah, you either have to have the cash flow or, um, you know, investors around because, uh, you know, like Tim always talks about in athletes and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard it and, and you know, Justin, um, you know, you will go negative in the, in the front end sometimes to acquire audiences. Um, you have to have everything in place. So, you know, the last, brand that I helped build to a million dollars. Um, that was the same story, you know, the front end for us, especially when you have the, the, the sales cycle being a few weeks out, um, you know, you have to have, you have to have the funds to weather those times when you're going to be recouping the money. You guys mess around. I was just telling Alex before the call when we were getting in, I started messing around a little more with, uh, the last couple of days, Google analytics has the, um, attribution in there have you ever messed with that colin at all and like actually set it up and used it for journey path yeah we do a lot of our analytics in in, in google analytics um seeing that lifetime value of seeing the the kind of the bigger picture um on that as well yeah, i'm gonna work on the video so, this week for ad leaks yeah that'll be cool yeah you'll see that customer journey yeah, getting that on customer journey and just using Google Tag Manager. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I can also tell you guys and, and tell everybody here is like, you can't be relying on one traffic source. You got to have a full marketing picture, a full scope, you know, between, you know, Facebook, Google, like whatever platforms are going to give you the traffic. But you, you should also be, you know, doing organic posting, optimizing for SEO. There's a lot of traffic outside of Facebook. And don't get me wrong, Facebook's amazing. Um, but for some niches and industries, um, to start out accounts, you know, kind of like one, one thing that I hear all the time when I get on, when I go into groups is like, how do you start an account from scratch? And I would love to hear your guys' perspective on this. Um, and it, for me, it really depends on industry. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of quick ways and easy wins to do that in Facebook. Um, but if you're launching an account and you have Google traffic, you know, LinkedIn traffic, whatever it is, if it's B2B or B2C, um, blending all that together can provide, you know, vast scalability if you're bringing other traffic sources, because it's all just about Facebook learning of like, who's coming in, who can, you know, who is going to be your buyer or, or for the objective that you're throwing out there. Um, so sometimes, you know, the, the best way to scale an account in the beginning to start out from scratch is uh, by using multiple traffic sources so that you are able to train Facebook quicker. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. There was another question here from Pratik. He asked, what other platform do you guys use to reach audience scale for e-com? Um, uh, Justin, before you jump yeah. into that, uh, I do got to jet out. Okay. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on and everybody for watching. Uh, feel free to keep going without me, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you have any other questions for me, feel free to drop them down below, and I'll get to you guys a little bit later. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Sure. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Alex. Have a great afternoon. Um, Justin, I want to touch point on that question here really quickly. Um, you know, especially for retargeting, you know, I I do a lot of display advertising. Getting into GDN um, is super critical because if you can, again, put the right objectives out into Google's platform, um, you can get a lot much more inventory across the web, you know, a lot much more visibility on your, your products or services that, uh, that you're trying to promote. So we've done a lot of testing and we still do, you know, we do cold traffic through GDN. Um, you know, we can get some 
good quick wins through that, um, and especially on the retargeting side. Yeah, especially if like a lot of people that run just Facebook ads run Facebook ads, but then they forget what happens when people are. So the one thing to understand about Google is it has the customer behind Google has buyer's intent because uh, they're actually searching mm -hmm. for your product. So it's a whole exactly. different. It's a whole different game and a different customer than Facebook. So when you bring all these customers into your funnel, you're basically targeting them off of demographics or possibility of purchase. The first thing that they do, and you don't probably realize this, is they go to Google and they search for your product or things of that nature. Exactly. Then they get served all of your ads, your competitor. So like actually just by even setting up a smart, like we've been seeing a lot of success in the last week with smart shopping campaign. Um, huge success way over regular shopping but doing like an rlsa so a remarketing uh, search ads so if somebody goes in and they type let's use uh like a, a a brand for like say a scent diffuser and i'm getting people on facebook and i'm getting into my funnel and then they right away they want to go out and price shop because they now realize that they can make their house smell better they go to google and they type in scent diffuser it is so vital that you stay in front of that customer throughout that journey so if you're not running even at a bare minimum, like in a remarketing list search ads with Google, um, you're missing out on huge potential revenue. Probably twice or three times huge more revenue. What you're facing that, and yeah, and even doing the the branded keywords, you know, for for your company as well. Um, you know, every every major company does that in search, and uh, it's important to do that because you want to make sure that you are getting that customer back. Um, and like you said keeping on the touch points in the journey so that you have the full picture across display, across Google, across, across Facebook, and then obviously by email as well, um, or whatever, you know, if they're on a messenger chatbot or if they're on SMS, um, that's the biggest thing that I see when going into so many companies, Justin, is just like, they're so honed in on just like one avenue that like, they're just, they have their blind sides on, they don't even realize like, there's all this other type of remarketing and, and traffic that's out there that they're just not even seeing. Yep. Yep. It's um, it's crazy. So I would even, you know, a lot of people once they hit that that part where there there's a there's a potential place where your ROAS starts to dip as your spend increases. So let's say if you know you hit 50k a month spend and your ROAS starts to dip on Facebook, take 10 of that and put it into Google, and you're probably going to see a better ROAS if you have somebody that knows what they're doing with AdWords for sure. Exactly. And, you know, even getting into networks like Outbrain, you know, doing a lot of content remarketing, because the biggest thing I'm pretty sure you see it as well, Justin, um, is that so many companies are focused, you know, they're, they're putting out ads and they're just trying to get, they're, they're just sending people to like sales pages and you have to educate, you have to build that rapport with mm -hmm. that customer. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. I love Maxwell's Finn's videos on everything that he does because he does it right. There's a lot of people doing that same methodology um and even in facebook you know the more that you can just build the connection in the beginning and use the law of rest, uh, reciprocity in, in your favor if you can if you give so much value to somebody you know um speaking to you justin and everybody out there um i know you know this question, but so much value to a person in the beginning they're gonna feel like they need to buy from you at some point i like if for anybody out there that doesn't know the law of reciprocity learn it because it will be the, the the number one thing that will drive the most revenue you know we give we have brands that just give everything away for free not everything but you know we you know whether we're selling supplements or uh, you know information products whatever the name of the game is you want to get people attached to you want to give them value and they have to feel that before they pull out their credit card um mm -hmm. so again i think we have some some questions Questions coming in. Okay, actually, that's there. Steven Monster. Um, yeah, he is. He runs a humongous SEO group. If you're not in SEO Signals Lab, um, okay. it's, if you're if you're looking to learn SEO, it's a great group. Along with, um, you know, AdLeaks has one's SEO Pros, but his is like I think one of the biggest SEO groups probably in the world. So definitely good stuff. Interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll have to go yeah. check it out. You know, I'm, I know we've spoken privately, but, uh, you know, I'm focused on display and, and Google. Like, you know, I truly believe that you cannot be, um, you, you have to specialize in something. You can't be a, a jack of all trades. It's, it's good to know it and it's good to have scope on it, but you, I can't be an expert in Google and in Facebook and, and all this other stuff and even SEO. Cause it's just, 
as you know, like it's it's a full time job keeping up on how much Facebook changes. You know, there's changes happening practically every day in, in the system, and it's the same with all these other networks. You know, mm -hmm. Google and whatnot. So, um, so you're not working enough because I disagree with that statement. I think you can be, but you have to work ten times harder than the person that doesn't want to be. So, like me, I would consider myself an expert in Facebook, Google, um, and SEO. I haven't had a lot of time to play with like Snapchat and Pinterest, but it's very, very similar. Um, but in order to do that, I've put in, you know, and I'm not trying to blow uh, air up my own butthole, but you know, 16, 17 hours a day for four or five years of learning everything and testing. And I don't work just eight hours a day. You know, I don't work 10 hours a day. I, no, I agree you. I agree you. Um, it, it's a lifestyle. It really is. And mm -hmm. you will agree. It's a lifestyle and yep. this lifestyle is not for everybody. Um, no. You know, I like you're saying. I I know we've talked, and I could go out and you know fully learn Google and and everything else to the to the deepest extent of what I know with Facebook. But at some point, you know, I've I've realized, and this is just my viewpoint, that like you have to, you know, it's better to specialize in something and let other people have their specialty as well. Because um, like you're saying, the, the platforms all all the same in terms of like ad buying and you know similar methodologies in terms of like yeah. you know headlines and everything in Google. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I love doing what I do best. And, you know, I agree with you though. It took me years to like get the, the funnel side down, the copy down, the creative down. Like it is, it just did not come overnight. Nope. Same for you. It's, it's a lot of work um, to gain these, these skill sets. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's an ongoing thing, you know, like I, I just learned some stuff on this call. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah, and I can serve myself an expert, but I don't know everything, but I have the community around me that drives me to the next level. Um, and I've built those relationships where I can, you know, call Tim. That's why I got to get in AdLakes. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I have. not in AdLakes. Um, being in a community that is of like-minded individuals who can bring what they're seeing, you know, in the day in and day out, uh, kind of like just on the ground type knowledge, um, that's why, you know, we both are part of ad leaks because there's just so much little things that we all experience that like, it's like, Hey, are you, are you going through the same thing? Or have you seen this or this change? Like just the small stuff. Um, that's why community like ad leaks is great. And, uh, for anybody out there, you know, dollar membership for like, what do you say the first seven days? Uh, 14. Justin for 14, 14 days, days, that ends in, that ends in three days. So that dollar trial is going away and then. We're not just going to take anybody anymore to the community. They're going to have to go through an approval process, pay an application fee that's non-refundable, know somebody. Um, you're basically going to be vented, uh, so that way we can keep the group high quality. So, yeah, and if you join today, you're going to be part of already a great high quality group. There is so many people in this community doing, mm -hmm. you know, five, ten, fifteen grand um, a day spend in Facebook and even other networks. Um, we have a question here, uh, Gmail and native on Gmail and native on Google display network. Um, I'll let you speak to that a little bit more because I, like, I do a lot of native. Gmail is junk. Uh, I've never seen good success with Gmail. I've tried to see uh, good success with cold Gmail. Um, if you're going to test Gmail, I would test Gmail retargeting ads and retarget either like set up a retention campaign and retarget your existing customers and then set up a campaign and target your customers that have came into your funnel but have not purchased so you can set up um, analytics remarketing audiences um, and you can actually you know uh, target seven day add to cart or 14 day add to cart or 30 day site visitors and that's where I would start with Gmail because if that doesn't work then your cold Gmail will never work I completely concur on that and even those type of retargeting audiences on display as well um, you know, you're going to definitely see um, you have companies like, uh, you know, you have AdRoll and everything, but I'm pretty sure you just buy directly through through the network and use I've tested, party, correct? Yeah, I've tested them all. I've tested, like, Tim is a huge fan of Critio. I think Critio sucks. Um, he loves Critio. I have never seen success with it. You can't even pause your own campaigns. You have to, like, AdRoll, uh, I've seen way lower CTRs with AdRoll than with Google. Um, so I've tested AdRoll, Critio, and Google, and we've seen the best results by far with Google. Yeah, just going directly to the network. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I 
I know you haven't had the best success with Gridio. I have not had a good uh, experience with AdRoll lately. Um, there's just been a lot of, it's all a lot of, yeah, it's, it's exactly, but it's just, I've had them drop the ball way too many times on, on accounts, yeah. um, that I've personally worked on. And it's just, you know, like we were kind of talking about delivering a good product and customer experiences more than anything. Cause right now, like I'll just, I'll buy directly through the ad network of Google versus using a company like AdRoll, even though they have, they may have better inventory and better CTR. Um, sometimes the experience can be, you know, lackluster. So I see the opposite. I see um, a lower CTR and lower conversions with AdRoll. Um, and I had one client that we scaled really, really hard on AdRoll and I got a couple of reps or whatever I brought them in and they were like, yeah, you're doing this all wrong and this all wrong. And I say, okay, so you guys can optimize this. And they're like, yep. I let them touch the account and I can share my screen right now and show you and you would just be flabbergasted. They killed my account. So I, I, oh, totally. I've had account, I've had accounts with them where literally, you know, I've walked into, you know, being a, a media buyer and, and kind of just figuring out the whole story of what's been done. Um, but I've had them literally just like they have, they said they, they set everything up and literally like I, I got the retargeting ads and it's like, they didn't even put a headline on it, you know, with any description. It was just like literally the name of the image that was being used uh, of the ads when that's being done. So you know, I'm like you, I'm, I'm very hard set on just getting everything done manually myself, not leaving it up to another network, even though like I've had semi good success to paint on the account with AdRoll. Um, but you know, the overall relationship, um, hasn't just been there. There's been a lot of stuff that they've dropped the ball on. Um, we have one question from Pratik here. Is there, is there going to be any tutorials regarding, uh, kinetic video ads? Uh, Kintech video ads, my apologies. Do you see that question there? Are you there, Justin? Can you hear me? Let's see, we may have lost your audio. Um, Hello. Can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. If you guys can hear us, we're uh, we're figuring something out. Um, let's see. Okay, Justin, are you there? Still can't hear you. I wonder if it's my end. Um, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to try and hop off this just like Justin did and uh, see if uh, that fixes the issue.
Hello, Justin, are you there? I can see you, I cannot hear you. And I know somebody just posted that uh, there's no sound on your end as well. Um, sorry, everybody, while we're figuring this out. Um, and we got a handful of you guys still on here. Uh, but while we're figuring this out, if you guys have any questions, pop them down in the comments below. Uh, we're gonna be on here for a few more minutes. Um, really great conversation already that has already been happening. So I uh, would love to chat anything Facebook, anything copy, you know, sales funnels, um, website optimization, website speed. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about um, and we're relying on you guys to, uh, to help us lead the conversation. So just comment down below, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, it looks like Justin is getting everything sorted out um, with uh, his audio. Let's leave the conversation. So I'm just checking to make sure that my audio is coming through. So it looks like that is good. Let's see, Justin, are you there? Let's see, still can't hear you. Um, I know we have a handful of people on. Um, it looks like uh, kind of rolled through all the questions that have come in. So I know Justin is, uh, we're trying to figure out what's happening. Um, if you can't get that fixed, we might just uh, end it here. Um, but just want to put one last plug. If you guys have any questions or if you want to learn more and advance your Facebook skills, um, advance your ad buying skills and get access to really group a great group of individuals who are like-minded, who want to help each other out and really just elevate each other ad leaks maybe for you. So for the next 14 days, um, let's, you know, you can get a dollar trial and you can get access to the community and see what we're about three days. Like we've been telling you guys, uh, the doors are going to be closing. So you're going to have to go through an application process, pay an application fee. So now is the time, uh, to join athletes and to get in. So, um, all you have to do is just go to, uh, we'll post an actual link in, in the form below or in the comments below of how you can join. But, uh, we'd love to see you in there. Um, and we do occasional Facebook lives, Tim does them. Um, and we usually do kind of just like happy hours from time to time. Plus you're going to get vast amounts of, you know, just product, uh, the service benefits of, having some swag maybe, um, being a part of the community, uh, live events and much more. So AdLeaks is definitely for you. If you're looking to elevate and to grow and to just kick ass at Facebook, um, this is a community to be in. There's a lot of strategies, there's a lot of methodologies and there's just a lot of golden nuggets that are gonna help you elevate your ads. So again, uh, community is run by Tim Bird. Join AdLeaks, three days left until uh, until the no free trial and until we close the doors. Um, so would love to see you in here. Uh, let's see, we have a question from Aram. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how my competitor are launching their ads. When I click, when I check their ads from the page transparency, I see the message that the ad has multiple copies. And when I click into it, it's literally the same ad copy and image. Uh, the multiple copies are from multiple ads inside the ad set or from the ad set. So um, they may be using Dynamic Creative um, to do that. Uh, I still use Dynamic Creative to test a lot of copy and headlines. Um, but recently what I've seen is some, maybe there's been some bugs uh, with the ad libra library and, and page transparency. Um, so, you know, definitely, you know, keep an eye on that. I know that's a, product that's into, you know, or product and feature that's in development with Facebook, it's still considered in beta because um, they had to launch it for the transparency issues with uh, the what happened with uh, Cambridge and all the political advertising. So that's a great question there. Um, but, you know, it's awesome that you're checking your competitors ads because there's a lot of good psychology in some of these these brands that they're doing to acquire their customers. Um, and it kind of just goes without saying, if somebody keeps an ad on for a long time, they're definitely making money off of it and kind of like reverse engineering what they did 
and how they did it. Um, it's something I still do, you know, it cuts, uh, it can cut some of the lay work out on, on niches that I go into. Um, so definitely great question there. And if you guys have any more questions, just pop them down below. Um, I'm going to pop off here in just uh, probably five or 10 more minutes. So I know we have a handful of you guys on here. So if you guys have any questions, if you want to hear anything, any perspective on Facebook ads or copy or creative um, or just, you know, anything off of Facebook, let us know down below. And I'm going to see, uh, see if Justin's going to come back in here. Let me uh, message him here really quickly. We have a question here. How do you get a cool hat like this? Uh, join AdLix, um, come a part of the community, get to know Tim and get to know a lot of people in here and you'll eventually get your swag, um, like this hat and this really cool t-shirt that is, uh, that's really comfortable and just soft and just, it's a good shirt. So great question there, Alex. Um, looks like we have a few people on here and uh, there's no more questions to answer. So. It's been great chatting with you guys. Um, I hope to see every single one of you in AdLeaks. Uh, like I said, you have three days left to get that dollar trial for 14 days. And in, you know, in three days, we're closing the doors. You're gonna have to go through an application process. So we are not kidding when we're saying that it is going to happen. It's not some urgency or scarcity. Um, the model to get into AdLeaks is changing. So check it out and uh, I promise you it'll be worth that dollar to get access to this community. So have a great afternoon and great evening, everybody. Um, and have a great weekend. I know it's Friday afternoon here in, uh, well, I'm here in Mexico City. So it's been great uh, just hanging out with you guys and uh, definitely appreciate you guys and you, Justin and Alex, uh, for tuning in um, and being part of this. Uh, I hope to do kind of a few more of these over the next uh, month or two. and. Uh, have a great afternoon. Bye, everybody.